BeesCast is back, getting to the business end of Wimbledon, where as we look at tomorrow's betting card, we've only got a few matches. There's two matches on the men's side, two matches on the women's side. So, you know, this is the first half of the quarterfinals, matches between Sinner, Safwilin, Rublev, Djokovic, and on the women's side, JPEG, Vondrosova, and Sviatek, Svitolina. So we'll we'll jump into that in, in just a second. You know, looking back at today, we had some incredible things happening on the tennis court. Uh, unfortunately, we had a couple retirements, but, I mean, my God, to the other end of the spectrum, even things out. Christopher Eubanks going the distance and beating Stefano Tsitsipas, the four or five seed, in five sets to make the Wimbledon quarterfinals after being ranked outside the top 100 and even often outside the top 200 for the majority of his almost 10-year professional career. Um, A little less than that because he was playing college ball at Georgia Tech. But Atlanta's own boy, Chris Eubanks, awesome, awesome stuff. You know, you, you could tell the odds makers thought he had a chance. You know, we... We kind of played out how that would work last night, just being really decisive, being really aggressive, serving well, and and he really caught fire when he needed. Tsitsipas, I mean, he'd asked him a lot of himself this tournament. He's a primary TikTok boyfriend and secondarily a professional tennis player, and it caught up with him. So, you know, these guys who are trying to be TV stars, it really fucks with your mentality for tennis. You got Eubanks out there with nothing to lose, clear strategy, taking the first ball, being aggressive, serving well, getting to the nets. Just awesome, awesome stuff. Some of those backhands, just beautiful, incredible. Dimitrov Rune, we were wrong on that one. You know, I'm I'm still convinced that something was wrong with Dimitrov, I mean, that's that's one of the most difficult things I find in tennis is when, you know, I, I do believe that it's way more mental than physical, but when it gets physical, especially at majors and these best of five matches where you're getting everybody's best and you're giving your all and, and you're pushing through it and, and your opponent's giving his all, you know, it's so hard to tell. You know, because a lot of them, I think, fake it. I think a lot of them fake it because it seems like if they're hurt, they have an excuse and it relieves pressure. And it's a good strategy. I mean, nobody uses this more than Novak Djokovic. I mean, he's always, you know, you, you could look at just probably 10-minute long YouTube cuts of him spasming out and freaking out and acting like he's dying on the court and then comes back and wins the match in four and a half hours, five sets. I mean, so it is a tactic, but... I mean, he had that slip, he grabbed his core, his his serve slowed down a bit, he took the medical timeout, and he asked for painkillers. And I don't think he's asking for painkillers because he's Chris Prawn's spirit animal. I think he was really probably pretty obstructed. You know, if your abs are hurting, it's going to really restrict the serve. I that was when I, I actually cashed out. I mean, I, I, hate to, I hate to not completely go down with the ship. I kept some of it, but... You know, I just I just thought he wasn't gonna be able to go go five sets, and I don't even know that that did completely hinder him because he was still playing pretty well. Uh, Rune really stepped it up and was just next level. I mean, watching Dimitrov seem physically off and Rune just catching fire in that second set, coming back from down a set and a break, 
to battle out two tight tiebreakers and then take the fourth 6-3. I mean, incredible stuff from Rune. Alcaraz, uh, he might be a problem. Uh, he's really kind of honing it in on grass. I mean, with Alcaraz, you've just got unlimited game, unlimited power, unlimited spin. I mean, he's seeming like he's moving a little better on the grass now. You know, you really have to, you really do have to move differently on the grass than the clay or the hard courts. I mean, none of this edge of the shoe cutting stuff. You have to really be careful. You have to keep your whole sole of the shoe connected to the grass. Get all of that traction that you can. It's not a natural way of moving. You know, Grigor, as much as he was hitting the hitting the ground today, you know, is, is, is an excellent mover on grass. But I mean, you know, Alcaraz is is really kind of honing in the volume of power and spin that he needs to use this grass court to his advantage and and just hit balls that completely take advantage of the point uh Berrettini I mean brought it in the first set but you know the the statistics were very against him the whole time uh that that was really just a matter of time for Carlos so you know we got some crazy matchups coming up here in the quarterfinals so let's get into tomorrow you know honestly I don't have a ton of, I mean, it gets really difficult when you're down to four matches a day here. I mean, I can beat the books all day when I've got 32 matches to choose from, 64 matches to choose from. Um, you know, four matches, they're pretty lopsided on the men's side. I mean, if you look at, at Sinner, Soft Whelan, you know, I've said I'm on record for saying I don't trust Sinner, but, I mean, it's it's hard to really tip Soft Whelan. The odds are even more than the public action, which is about 80% on center, which is right. Um, you know, you could look at South Whelan with the games, potentially. You know, if you really want action on that, um, you know, it starts at 9 a.m., so at least we're, you know, back into realistic territory with the starting times here. But, you know, you get six and a half games with South Whelan, you could say over. You know, so center was really struggling, at least in the beginning, against Galan. You know, Sinner is in improve-it mode to me. I mean, he hasn't been good enough for me to really trust him in anything. I mean, you know, in a different mood towards Sinner, you'd say just hammer him in straights here with such an inexperienced player, you know, hitting uncharted territories in a in a major like Roman is with his first quarter here. But, you know, that that's a, that's a tough one. Rublev Djokovic, I mean, Djokovic looks... Pretty good. I mean, Herkosh was just serving out of his mind. Um, you know, I don't know that Djokovic was doing anything wrong there. I mean, he just ran into a really hot, really powerful opponent. Rublev, I mean, I, I, I kind of like him with the seven and a half games. I mean, you know, Djokovic has, has been in some some tight sets. Rublev's playing awesome. I mean, you know, Bublik was the hottest player on grass when Rublev took him out and, you know, should have taken him out probably a little easier than that. Hit the best shot of the tournament's I mean, by far with that diving and, and just the time he did it, it oh man, thirty fifteen, serving for the match after that crazy five sets. I mean, just wow, crazy stuff. So, I mean, I guess I could lean Rublev plus the games. Um, the Djokovic, no, not realistically. If you want to sprinkle 10 bucks on him, I mean, he's seven and a half to one. Wouldn't, wouldn't be against it. Um, the next quarter, just have a quick peek to Wednesday. Daniil Medvedev and Christopher Eubanks, Atlanta's own. 
Meds minus 500 there. You know, I love Eubanks. I love the story. I, I, I don't think it's going to go on too much. I mean, I think he, Eubanks, it's really getting to the point where this is a lot physically for him. I mean, you have to win a lot of matches to you know, have the privilege of getting tired and worn down. But, you know, him with this week and this crazy five-setter today, four sets versus Nori, three breakers against O'Connell. He lost a set in the first round to Montero. Those were long sets. He won the title in Mallorca last week. I mean, you know, this is Eubanks's tall, lanky body has never been asked to take this kind of load. Plus, he's running to Medvedev, who also serves well, also returns well, is going to be standing back and giving himself a lot of time. I mean, Eubanks knows the strategy. It's it's hit the serve hard, get to net, take advantage of the first points. You know, maybe he has a, a decent chance to kill some of these volleys with Medvedev standing in the stands to return his serve. But I think physically, I mean, you know, Eubanks talking after his last match was already admitting that the serve was kind of, kind of deserting him at times in this match. Water here. Um, you know, I think that starts to happen when the body starts to to really get weathered a bit here. And I'm speaking from experience there on the weathered body. So um, Alcaraz Rune, that's going to be fucking awesome. I uh, can't wait for that. Um, I'll uh, make comments until I simulate that one in the back of my head for a day or two. Um, to the women's side, Pegula Vandrusova. I mean, it's an interesting matchup. The odds makers have been loving Von Drusova, and generally they've been right. I mean, she's been one of the hotter players on tour. Pegula really still yet to make that big breakthrough, uh, you know, at a major. Pegula's minus 149 and 72% of the public's honor, which would imply something closer to minus 300. So, you know, that right there tells you we're in for a really tight match. Uh, I would have already expected that. I mean, honestly, if I was thinking one of my little tricks is if I think if about the over-under, who am I worried about winning more lopsided? I mean, if we were going to say over might be a decent play with this close line here, who am I more worried about busting that? And honestly, I'm more worried about Von Drusova. You know, Pegula has been good throughout this tournament, but I'd say largely untested as well. Um, just see where they open this line. Yeah, they opened Pegula even a little more of a favorite. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Pegula, she, she just, to me, she just had an easy path here. I mean, the only good player she's played on grass this whole season is Goff, and she didn't even win a set. Um you can only beat who's in front of you, and she's been sharp these last few rounds. But she's playing Busca, Kakiretto, Serenko. I mean, you know, she's she's been minus four or five hundred every round here. So, you know, she she's done what she should have done. I, I don't know if we can give her extra credit for that. Whereas, if we look at Von Drusova, she's played some some players i mean she Peyton Stearns is no easy out by the way and and, and she handled her straight sets then she whooped Kudermatova as a, as a dog by the way then she whooped Vekic who you know is a very good player on grass she was almost to pick him in that match and then Buskova who was really feisty had just taken out Garcia uh, she lost the set fought and and battled back and won the next two and i really like when they are a little bit battle tested you know, I don't want them, you know, Pegula has been walking into the next round and, and she's the opposite of battle tested. I mean, she did drop a set in her first round match, but uh, 
you know, recovered really easily, winning the third lopsided. And then her last three rounds, 6-1, 6-4, 6-4, 6-0, She hasn't been tested. She's not, she's not going to have confidence in the big moments gained from previous days because she hasn't had any big moments. I mean, she just kind of steamrolled these people, whereas Von Drusova was fighting for her Wimbledon tournament life down a set against a really hot player in Buskova. So, you know, I'm talking myself more into Von Drusova than the over, which was my initial thought. So Von Drusova, we get a little bit of a price too. I mean, she's a narrow dog, but Von Drusova plus, ooh, down to my down to plus 110. Interesting. Despite all of that public action being on Pegula, this is only plus 110 for Von Drusova. All right, well, I didn't think I had any picks for you guys, but I think I got a pick for you guys that I that I like a decent amount, and it's Von Drusova over Pegula. Hate to go against the American like that, but you know, my, my Czech sister, let's do this. Bohemia. Other women's match, Iga Sviatek, Alina Svitolina. Sviatek, I mean, she, she was on the ropes, last match but that does make her battle tested and she is really good under pressure and she's got you know she's really popping the serve she's got a lot more spin and power and speed than most of these players so you know I still still don't believe she's gonna do it but Vitalina I mean we we were already kind of questioning her a little bit I mean I would not bet against a Ukrainian woman uh you know she just had an awesome win over the Belarusian, um, who nameless. Really awesome win. She called it the moment of her life, other than having her daughter. So, you know, really, really passionate player back from a bit of a, a parental leave. Didn't miss a beat. She's been awesome. Um, but, I mean, Iga... Iga's playing well and is great as you know Svitolina has been. She is. She has to be under at least a, a bit of a limited conditioning. I mean, you just you can't you can't be in match shape if you take a year and a half off. I mean, albeit for you know she had great reason to, but you know I just I think you can sputter out sometimes and. Iga being battle tested is is tough. I mean, Iga, you could make the argument Iga's maybe a little bit worn down from the clay season, and she could have a little bit of you know issues as well. But you know, you really haven't they haven't shown themselves. Uh, Benchich, kind. I mean, Benchich had her against the ropes. Benchich is good, and Benchich played well. So, yeah, I mean, Svitolina comes back after only playing 10, 13 matches all of last year hit it hard i mean she she had what two four six eight ten twelve fourteen about 16 matches in may did get yeah she did get some rest in june i guess um you know ran all the way to the to the quarters in the french i mean it's good form grass never quite been her thing but she finds herself in the quarters here with a chance i mean I don't know. I don't really even have a lean here. If I had to bet it, I'd take over, but definitely not tipping anything there. The big bet, Von Drusova over Pegula. Um, you know, these these are going to be some great matches. And a little 
quick bonus for you is the Chicago picks. I've kind of got the answer key to this. We're going to take the over 22 and a half games in Mpachi Paracard over Tennis Sandgren. We're going to take Yunchen Shang at minus 139 over my boy Kukushkin. Only reason we're picking on Kukushkin is because he's only a couple years younger than me. And he just had a really intense final that he lost in a heartbreaking third set tie break. And I think last week wore him out tremendously. Had some really long matches. And, you know, if his body feels anything like mine, it's going to be really tough for him against a 17-year-old absolute prodigy from China, is Zhang. Um, Nishikori and Straits over Galarnu. I think that that's about minus 190. I think Nishikori is yeah i don't think he i don't think he's lost anything uh at least at this level and he's got no pressure on himself he's just playing tennis uh you know he's trying to get some matches under his belt and he just happens to be three times as good as these guys especially galarnu galarnu's not not that good uh just to be to be frank so you know nishikori shang and the over in Mutashi Paracard and sangren makes a really nice parlay uh, you can also look at mixing in Basa Veretti, uh, who the same angle of why we want to go against Kukushkin here. Steve Johnson's the guy that beat Kukushkin in that wild three-set final on Sunday. So I think those two guys who are, I mean, Steve Johnson's not quite as old as Kukushkin, but Kukushkin probably keeps himself in much better shape than Johnson and, you know, actually effectively is the younger player. But... You know, Steve Johnson doesn't strike me as Mr. in shape or driven at this stage of his career. No knock against him. I mean, why not? Why not coast? But um, regardless, I think those are the picks. Uh, we'll be on site at the Chicago Challenger tomorrow, Access Tennis Center. Come say hello if you're out. We'll be in the Weezcast booth. And good luck to everybody. <laughs>